Welcome to the official podcast for Shepherd University Athletics, and we're coming at you with that big horn energy. It's time for Beyond the Horns. Let's go. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Beyond the Horns. This is episode 18, and thank you all for joining us today. My name is Carlos Calderon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Andy Ferguson. We have a great episode in store today. Head women's lacrosse coach Jenny Miller is going to be joining us later on in the show, and we get to hear her excitement for the upcoming 2021 season. But first, we're going to take care of our housekeeping items. I would say I need to check Andy's pulse, but the Chiefs won this past weekend, and I know his heart is beating with the force of a thousand waterfalls. Andy. <laughs> How are you feeling, man? That's the most ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard, man. Uh, What is it? A force of a thousand waterfalls? Uh Oh, wow. Okay, that's very poetic. Um, I'm good, man. I'm good. You are right. Um, On all fronts, yes, it's going to be a good episode. Episode 18, kind of hard to believe. Talking to Jenny later. And yes, my team um, is going back to the Super Bowl. So good times all around for me. But how are you doing, man? You good? Pretty good. Pretty good. Um... Had a good weekend, played some top golf, um, you know, got to watch a lot of football, so it was a good time, man. I can't complain. It's uh, you know, getting out, getting some swings in, mm-hmm. something you have to do, right? Perfecting the craft. I, I don't know if I would go as far as to say perfecting, <laughs> um, getting getting better at the craft. Maybe. It's a cycle that never ends. I really, really want to try really, really hard to get to average. <laughs> Me too. If you ask a lot of my friends, I'm not even close to average yet. So I need all the practice I can get. It's just one of those things, man. We talked about this. It's just you got to practice. Like mm-hmm. The more you play, golf is one of those things. Like The more you play it, the better. Just naturally, the better you'll be. Maybe more. Maybe a more accurate way of saying that is like the more you get out there and play, the higher your like, um, low point that's true. Like the yeah. that's the higher your floor will be. There it is. That's what I was reaching for. Reaching for. Yeah. The higher your floor will be. That's actually kind of hard to say too. Mm-hmm. But I got to link up with uh, Coach Ingram. You get some, take some lessons. Yeah. See, he'll charge you for some lessons. Nah, man. He'll he'll hook me up. I'm pretty sure he's told me before. He's like, hey, man, anytime you want to go golf, just let me know. I was like, okay, okay, I'll take you up on that. You uh, you're gonna go and he's gonna wipe the floor. Oh, with absolutely, you. absolutely. It's gonna be embarrassing. Can I too. caddy? If you want, you definitely can. I just want to see it. <laughs> I just want to see what happens. Um, yeah, man, definitely let me know if that happens. But uh, Jenny Miller is gonna be on later, man. You excited to hear about the women's lacrosse program? I know we talked to to Cat Campbell. Well, man, ten episodes ago or something like that, maybe. It feels a like long it. time ago. It feels like it. But, um, you know, get a different perspective maybe from the coach's seat this time. You uh, you pretty excited to, to talk to Jenny soon? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we got to hear from Cat uh, about, you know, how the season kind of ended last year with COVID and everything. And, you know, now what her excitement is kind of leading up to this season. They finally get to play. So, you know, I want to hear what, what Jenny has to say about it and, you know, what kind of went into the process of getting everyone back out on the field. Yeah, I think it'll be good to – get her take you know we were able to talk to Matt uh, McCarty not too long ago and um, you know just these spring sports man 
just the what they've had to go through over the last year or so. Right. Um, you know, getting their getting their take, getting Jenny's take on kind of what COVID has done specifically to kind of her team and, and how excited they are to get back out there and and really their first real season in the PSAC. So yep. so that'll be good. But um, before we before we get to that point, man, yeah, you brought it up a little bit, but uh, you know I'm a fan, so I can't really talk too much. But uh, you, you know you're a um, unbiased um, individual. What did you think about the uh, the playoff games this weekend? So before the season started, I told I think I was talking to my dad, and we were kind of making predictions for you know the Super Bowl because you know that's always fun just to see if you're right. But you know at first I said. Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl and possibly the Seahawks, I think. And I had the Chiefs winning it all. Um, obviously now, like, Tom Brady's in it, mm-hmm. which I'm super pumped about. I'm, like, such a big Tom Brady fan, which is crazy because whenever I was younger, I used to hate him <laughs> because, you know, they kept winning Super Bowls. But, you know, as you get older, you're like, man, this guy's like, really good at what he does. He puts in all the work, and it's, it's very admirable. So, you know, now I'm a fan, and especially a lot of people try to, to create that narrative like it's all, it was all Bill Belichick and trying to diminish kind of what Tom's done, but, you know, to see him leave and go to a franchise that is historically, you know, the Suckineers is what they usually call them. Cause <laughs> That's they, a good one. Yeah, they have like the lowest winning percentage out of all the NFL teams, and you know, he goes there and instills this, like, way of winning with a bunch of guys who've never won. And it's just cool to see them make it there. And I think, ultimately, I think that, you know, Mahomes and, and the Chiefs are going to win. But um, I think if they do, it's going to be so cool to see, like, that torch being passed. Like, you have the greatest of all time, and then this kid who's absolutely torching the league. And you're just going to see it be like, all right, it's my time now, like for Patrick. So I know you're super excited. I don't want to be around you during the Super Bowl because I feel you're going to be super stressed. <laughs> but... I don't want to be around anybody. Uh, I'm just going to go uh, watch it alone in, in my house. Yeah. Um, no, man, I, I think that's cool. And that's a narrative that I've seen a lot already kind of popping up is the whole torch passing thing. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, the game has to be played. Yeah. Don't don't put anything past old Brady, man. He's yeah. been there so many times. And I wouldn't be surprised, like kinda like what you're saying. Like I wouldn't be surprised if he won it. They're totally capable of. They're oh, there yeah. for a reason. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of my prediction that I have the Chiefs winning, but you know, anything could happen in that game. I feel like there's a lot of quarterback drama in the NFL this year. Like is Aaron Rodgers done? Oh, Drew yeah. Brees dumb. I you know, some of this this whole kind of like generation that we grew up with, like you know, Manning was kind of on the the older end of that, but mm-hmm. Rivers, Breeze, Brady, Rogers, a lot of talented some guys. extent like Stafford, kind of like at the later end, yeah. Like some of these guys who have been around for a decade plus, mm-hmm. they don't know what's going on. You know, a lot of yeah. them are are this off season will be interesting to see what what goes on. But what we do know is Brady gets his uh, what tenth tenth Super Bowl appearance, yep, ten of them, um, which is a lot. So. Yeah. That's more than, you know, I think I heard Max Kellerman say, like, five years ago he predicted that Tom Brady was just going to, like, fall off this cliff and he was just going to start being terrible. But since he made that prediction, he's kind of had a Hall of Fame career in those five years. Yeah. He won a couple Super Bowls and made it to another one. 
Yeah. Is am I right? Yeah. Well, or he made it to one with the. They beat the Rams a couple years lost ago. Lost to the Eagles. And then lost to the Eagles. So the, he's made three. What about the Falcons. Oh yeah, I guess that's the two to twenty to three game. Yeah. So he's made a few. He's made a few uh, Super Bowls. Yeah, and it's like you know he was in the AFC for the longest time. Now he's in the NFC. Takes kind of the hardest road possible. You beat Breeze at New Orleans, then you beat Aaron at Lambeau, which is really tough. And I mean, he pretty much sent Drew to retirement. He's going to be in the booth next year, and Aaron's already like, kind of playing the soap opera game, trying to make people feel bad for him, I guess, and because they didn't get that opportunity to go for it on fourth down. But, anyways, I just think it's really cool he made it there again. And not to uh, you know not to, not to sit on the NFL talk too long, but I just want to throw this in there. You notice. If you look at the quarterbacks in the AFC and the NFC, it's like night and day. So if you're like Deshaun Watson, I don't know why he's talking about like the the Dolphins and the Jets is where he wants to go. <laughs> why, why wouldn't you go to an NFC team? Chip and I were talking about this the other day. Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't New you Orleans. want to go exactly? Yeah, like in New Orleans. They're already established. They have all the pieces you need. Your road is easy. Yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I don't. I'd get out of the AFC. I mean, and then you know they come back. We'd be like, well, I'm a competitor. Well, great, but you can. Your your chances of winning a Super Bowl are higher if you're in the NFC. So, mm-hmm. anyways, yeah. man, football is almost done. Yeah. Kind of sad. I don't know what. Oh, uh, it's actually perfect timing because football will end, and then we're going to get into Shepherd events. Yeah. So it's not. I was about to say what are we going to talk about in the, in the the housekeeping. You know, kind of the bridge between the intro and the quote of the week. We always talk about NFL or what's going on, but now we're going to have Shepherd events to start talking. Yeah, we're ramping up the COVID tests. Um, you know, we started out doing just a couple people here and there. Now we're doing bigger groups and, um, you know, everyone's back in the re-socialization phase and we're going to do it as safely as possible. And now we're kind of looking events in the face and, you know, seeing how we're going to facilitate those. It's pretty exciting, man. I'm, I'm glad to get back into somewhat a little bit of normalcy. Yeah, each week we'll get closer and closer, you know, assuming that, um, everyone continues to, to do their part to be safe and the tests keep coming back the way they've been. But, mm-hmm. you know, as we get closer and closer, each week will feel more uh, normal, I guess, yeah. um, from like a game management perspective. And, yeah, I, I can't wait until, um, you know, I, is it softball that is the first home game? Um, I'm not sure. About I looked that. at it. I looked at it. and Maybe it's baseball. Anyways, whenever that first Shepherd team throws on the jerseys at home, and gets to run out there and play. Yeah. It's going to be a, a surreal, a surreal feeling. Yeah, uh, to even, me. Even if I don't have to work that, I'm going to go. Oh, watch. Yeah. I'm going to go watch it and say, "Oh, they asked that. They, they said they needed some extra help. I'm what, just here." What is what's ha- this? Is an athletic department? We play sports mm-hmm. here. What? Yep. We're back. We're back soon. We'll be back soon. Yeah. So, uh, um, as always, we'll keep you all up to date with anything um, that comes up there. But uh, definitely looking forward to kind of passing the torch from talking about pro sports to uh, to then talking a little bit more about what's going on here on campus and um, hopefully talking about dubs. Absolutely, man. Man, you got a quote this week? I do, I do. And this is fitting. You know, right now is we're kind of around the anniversary of, of Kobe passing away. So. R.I.P. Yep, so I have, naturally, I have a quote from him. Um, It's, once you know what failure feels like, determination chases success. And I think that's perfectly true. I can can definitely relate to that because, 
you know, when I graduated uh, from Penn State, I was looking for a job in athletics. Didn't really get one, um, but, you know, I ended up taking a normal job, as people would say. Did that for two years, but I never stopped trying. Uh, offered to, like, work for free at some places, and, you know, I started volunteering here at Shepherd, and then Mel, um, our compliance coordinator, was like, hey, we have this graduate assistantship coming up. You know, would you like to take it? And I was like, yeah, I'll interview for it, you know, and hopefully I get it. And, you know, luckily I'm here now. So, you know, it's it's completely true. I mean, I, I didn't exactly get where I wanted to be, but I kept trying. And, you know, I'm still not where I want to be, but I'm working towards it. I would venture to say that most people um, in any industry, really, have, you know, you have a plan when you're coming out of high school or a plan when you're coming out of college, right? Mm-hmm. I would be willing to bet, I have no data to back this up, but I'd be willing to bet that a vast majority of people, uh, their lives did not go according to the plan that they had created. Oh, yeah. So, in this case, I guess the failure in your in your mind would be not getting, not going from Penn State directly into the position that you wanted, mm-hmm. but then you showed that determination over the course of a couple of years, and now you're at least closer Right, you're on the you're on the right path, and you're closer to maybe what your goals say. So, so that determination is paying off to, in uh, in success. That hopefully will become you know will aggregate to the final um, you know platform or success that you want to get to. Right, right. You know, the goal you want to achieve. Exactly. Um, okay, I was just making sure I understand what Kobe was saying. Yeah, and, and I know you're a big Kobe guy, so I knew you Huge. knew exactly what he was saying. But Huge I wanted Kobe to guy. I wanted to lay down the framework of his quote and how it kind of reflects to what you're doing. But um, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, sometimes you get failure, adversity. Just keep going. Keep your mind. If it's truly a passion and something that you want, keep your mind there, and you'll get it. Yeah, totally agree, man. I know I say this every week, but I always leave the quote of the week part like all fired up. You know, because it's always positive. Carlos doesn't ever bring any negative quotes <laughs> or funny quotes to Quote of the Week. It's always inspirational. So when you're driving to work, drinking your coffee on Thursday morning, you can be like, I'm going to attack this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we hope you do. But uh, good stuff, man, as always. Yep, that's what it's for. So I guess what we'll do now, we've kind of crossed housekeeping. You got anything else you want to throw in this segment? Or are you ready? I'm ready. All right, we'll take a quick breather, and uh, when we get back, we'll get Jenny Miller, head women's lacrosse coach, um, in here to chat with us a little bit, give you some insight on her uh, personality, her history, um, her playing career, kind of how she became a coach here at Shepherd, and just kind of an outlook on the women's lacrosse program moving into the season of 2021 and kind of how that looks. So like I said, we'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get Jenny on and go from there. Ram Nation, gear up with the latest styles at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com, the official online team store for Shepherd Athletics. Help support your Rams by purchasing gear for every member in your crew at ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. Again, that's ShepherdRamsTeamShop.com. Welcome back, everyone, to Beyond the Horns. We're joined by our special guest, head women's lacrosse coach Jenny Miller. She's blessed us with her presence. Jenny, thank you for taking the time to come up here and talk to us. Everything going good so far? Everything good this week? So far, so good. How did we make uh, the schedule? That's what I want to know. 
you know, with how busy you are every day, everything you got going on every day, how did you make time for Carlos and myself? I'm not that busy. Um, you know, around lifting, got some meetings, class, practice, just... You fish. teach too, right? Yes. What class do you teach? Fitness for Life, GSPE 210. Fitness for Life? Fitness is life. Oh, fitness is no, life. No, it's fitness like, for life. What? It's fitness for life. Carlos needs to be a guest speaker at that class. Oh, yeah. What is one... Okay, I, uh, quick segue for a second. What is one learn, if you had to sum it up in like one sentence well, in that class? Now you're going to put me on the spot. Professor Miller. I just want to know what somebody learns in fitness for um, life. So it's about... Like, everything that's encompassed into your lifestyle. So, like, your overall wellness. Like, your physical wellness, your emotional wellness, your environmental wellness, your psychological wellness. Um, so, we talk about nutrition. We talk about, like, the proper ways of working out what muscles you're using. Um... So there's like a lecture component and there's like a physical activity component. What's the physical? So going to the weight room? The, the wellness center. The but wellness center. since you have to make an appointment now. Oh, um, that's crazy. Um, I just design at home workouts for them. So if they don't have like a gym to go to or they don't feel comfortable going to the gym, we just make it like body weight stuff. Hmm. Do you think they're doing it? Uh, yes, because they have to send me a video. Oh, oh, I like it. And you thought this podcast was going to be about <laughs> lacrosse. It's not. Okay, thank you. Thank you for indulging yeah, me. I want to know what sure. Fitness for Life was. If Carlos is going to, can you like observe that class? Or do you, like, if Carlos wanted to just like hop on and join yeah, the class? Yeah, we're like hybrid. So okay. we have lecture next week and then they do their at-home workouts. And with COVID and everything, we have to do half the class one day, half the class another day. So, um, lectures aren't really that exciting, but... I mean, she said, she said it herself. Yeah. <laughs> you just burned yourself I a little mean, bit right there. Just, no one likes to sit and listen to a professor talk for an hour. Oh, that's, it depends on the professor. That's true. I don't know. But generally true. Right. Well, take, thanks again for taking a, uh, some time. We'll, we'll move past the, uh, the boring class stuff now. Um, I know that you're begging us to do that and to get to learn a little bit more about um, you, let Ram Nation learn a little bit more about you, the program, kind of your road uh, between growing up and, uh, and how you got into the chair that you're sitting in right now. So um, I know you've listened to some of the episodes before, so you probably have a general idea of what's coming. We don't like to mix it up, at least the first couple of questions we don't mix up usually um, because we want to know about these things about everyone. But we always like to start out with, um, you know, you telling us a little bit about where you're from originally. Where did you grow up? Um, where did the story start for Jenny? So I grew up in Westminster, so Carroll County, Maryland. A lot of people think it's pronounced Westminster, mm -hmm. but there's no extra I in there. Okay. Um, so I went to Westminster High School, so pretty competitive on the lax end of things. Started playing lacrosse when I was four. Um, Jeez. Went to a couple state championships. As Just a couple. In high school. Never won one while I was there. <sighs> I was going to we, say, we'll circle back to this real quick. We went. Okay. And then um, played soccer my whole life. And then when it came time for college, just picked lax. 
just picked last. We'll, we'll get to that one in a second, too. <laughs> and then, uh, so, do you think you could have went somewhere to play soccer? No. No? Okay. I okay. think I was burnt out with soccer, and mm-hmm. lacrosse, to me, is ever-changing. Soccer, I feel like, pretty consistent. I mean, obviously, it's different in college. It's a lot more tactical. Um, but, like, the physical part of it is the same, I guess, you could say. Um, but lacrosse, like, the rules are always changing. Like, the skill is always changing. So it was definitely, like, more passionate about lacrosse. Made your brain work a little bit harder. Yeah. yeah. So you get to work out with the brain as well. Yeah. Like, when I won a soccer game, I was pumped. But, like, when we won a lax game, it was, like, it was awesome. Super pumped. Pumped super. and super pumped. Yes. Uh, what positions did you play for both? Uh, for soccer, I was a midi. So you like running. Okay. Um, liked or was put there. <laughs> Conscripted to midfield. Um... When I first started playing lacrosse, I played attack, and then um, my second year of college, my coach switched me to midfield. Okay. Conscripted midfield again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Two tours in midfield. Okay. Uh, besides sports, what else did you do growing up to, for fun? You know, did you were you into any like crazy hobbies like in like miniature railroads or something? Fly fishing. Like fly fishing. <laughs> I mean, were you into anything um, kind of different? Probably had soccer practice two or three times a week growing up. And then lacrosse practice the other days, and then the weekends were always a tournament. And then my brother played baseball, football, um, so we were like just a sports family. Sounds that's cool. Sounds like it. Sounds yeah. like a sports. We don't do anything but go to games or practice. Right, pretty much. And if that, then you're just like getting food, going to the next tournament. <laughs> gotcha. So where did you play lacrosse in college? For those who don't know, Shepherd University. What? Got an Have alum. you ever heard of that place? <laughs> yeah, got an alum in here. What was it like? What was it like playing here? So, my freshman year was only the second year of the program. Okay. Um, so we weren't in a conference; we were an independent team. So it was a little bit different than obviously the end that I'm on now, but, um, all the way from my freshman to my senior year, we were independent. So, um, we could never move into playoffs or you were just here because you love Shepard. You love competing. Like you love the program. Um, it was fun. It was awesome, mm-hmm. but it was just different than what hmm. it is now. So what, I mean, that's interesting. I never, I actually didn't know that. So you just said that, that yeah, me you didn't really have like anything f- like, physically to play for like no trophy right. or anything so right. like what did what kept you going was it your teammates and, and I mean what because I think maybe I'm I'm spitballing in you know left field here but like I don't know if that would keep me going if I knew that I could never like win anything so as a competitor like what kept you going I mean your wins and losses obviously still counted and mm-hmm. um in the IWLCA, so that's our Women's Lacrosse Association. Like, you can still get awards for, um, like, an independent first team. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Individual awards, too? Right. Okay. So, like, academically, you can still get on, like, on a roll and things like that. Um, So you can still get recognized for your accolades. But, yeah, it wasn't, it was kind of like, okay, last game of the season, that's it. Hmm. No conference, you know, no. none of that stuff. Interesting. No, it was the season I left. Of course. Right after I graduated. But you set oh, the foundation. Man. You and your teammates set the foundation for the program. Essentially. <laughs> right? There was obviously the first team 
before me, the year before me. Um, so mm. they obviously were a big part of paving the way. We were the first recruiting class, myself and my, obviously, teammates. That's All cool. pioneers in their own right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Thank you. Thank so, you. you know, going from that to now you're a coach, what made you want to be a coach? Um, honestly, I knew I wanted to go to grad school. Mm-hmm. And so when I was a senior, I started looking into the grad assistant position, um, getting into coaching. Obviously, my coach helped me with that, kind of figure out what that looked like, because I feel like when you're in college, you don't really know that that's an option. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't really know much about it. Um, but I knew that like the workforce would probably require me, you know, to have a master's degree. So it was something that I wanted for myself. Um, my family, it's not, I'm the first one that went to college in my fam. So to have a master's degree was like pretty impressive. You took it far. You just need a doctorate now. No, (laughs) never. So when you said workforce, like was your mind, so I guess if you were, if you were like I want to get my master's and right. then you looked into the grad assistant stuff, that to me kind of said maybe you had a different path kind of in mind. Is that yeah, true? Yeah, I think so. I majored in sport and event management, um, and I didn't know what road I wanted to go. So I was like, let me do GA and like take these two years, like mm-hmm. learn about coaching get my master's while I'm at it and then see where I'm at after two years. Right. If I want to stick with it or if I want to get into something else. Mm-hmm. But I would have my master's degree. I would stay in lacrosse and then figure it out. And then I obviously just never left. Right. So really you were like, I know I'm going to need my master's eventually. Yeah. So, which is interesting because a lot of times I feel like the master's with other coaches we've talked to has kind of just been like the byproduct of like, I want to be EGA so I can be a coach. So my master's, piece of paper that I get it's just what I have to do to do that but right. you almost with it right like you're almost you almost are coming from the other direction where it's like I know I'm going to need my master's one day for whatever path I choose right and then oh cool I get to stay in lacrosse and be a coach and it also buys me a couple years right. to figure out what I want to do but right. I know I need to do this interesting different perspective mm-hmm. I almost like that one better yeah but you know teach their own yeah and it's like well, I mean, essentially, student-athlete, right? Like, you're student first, and, like, lacrosse is just a perk. So it was almost like that master's degree, and then, like, coaching was kind of just, like, an added bonus. But then, obviously, I loved it, so mm-hmm. it wasn't a question of what I was going to do after I had my master's. Was it odd to play and then become a grad assistant coach, so, like, immediately? No, and I didn't do it here. Where'd you, where'd you go to get your um, master's at? So I did my first year of my master's at Hood College okay. in Frederick. Um, and then after a year there, it just wasn't really a great fit. Um, so more locally, because I was commuting from Westminster, so then I accepted an assistant position at McDaniel, um, took some grad classes there, and then... When the coach left here, they had asked me to come back to your come stomping back grounds after just one semester nice. at McDaniel. Okay, that that's interesting. So you were able to kind of get some different perspective, like different programs, oh, yeah. different organizations. Yeah, and definitely like, well, my playing experience again, not being in a conference, but then going to Division Three, and it was a lot different than 
what I had experienced as a student athlete. Sure. So how many years have you been a coach altogether? Um, <laughs> since August 2014. So a long time. So that's when you started here? No, no that's when I started my GA position at Hood. Okay. How many years have you been here? Uh, since January 2016. Oh, okay. So it's still kind of a long time. Almost five years. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like five years is like the long time pre- threshold for me. Mm-hmm. Like if you've been somewhere five years, you're like a grizzled veteran. Right. You know, you know everything. Right. Right? Right? But essentially, I only took like a year and a half off, so I'd tell people that I've been here for a decade. I mean, I, I'll yeah. buy it. You pretty. I mean, you certainly seem like you have been. 2010. Right? You know. So when you were a, a grad assistant, right, you were saying, I don't, you know, I wanted to get my master's, and I was still kind of debating which path I wanted. Well, obviously, now that we're sitting here five, six, seven years later, you chose coaching as your path. So, like, did, what did, did you find something in those couple years, or maybe even maybe your first year back here, um, that you really enjoyed about coaching that kind of made you take or, or continue on that path versus something else in the sports world? Like, what do you enjoy most about coaching that made you stay in this path? So, obviously, I love the game. Um, I'm pretty organized, I would say. Um, but I just love the competition, like, being around the sport, the team kind of aspect of it. But um, at Hood, there at the time, I don't think it's the case now, but... The head coach was still part-time, so as a GA, I was obviously on campus more often than the head coach, so it was kind of like, you know, run practice for the first 30 minutes, so that was like where I first kind of was not running a team by myself, but, you know, like I had a lot of rain because mm-hmm. I was there a lot more than like the head coach coming from her other job. Right. So that's where I kind of was like, okay, it's kind of nice being the one in charge, you know. And then at McDaniel, it was nice to observe because I was like the third assistant. So um, I got a little bit of like, you know, taking charge and then a little bit of like sitting back. So, and I think that's kind of what held me back from being a head coach sooner I think because I didn't really have that many that many years as like an assistant right. so um but Shepard's always been home to me so it, it didn't really like wasn't a question of if I wanted to do or not it's a no-brainer those are we, we like no-brainers don't yeah, we of course uh what, what was it like coming back to Shepard like I guess I don't know I'm, I'm curious like in the back of your mind, were you always like, I'm going to try to make it back to Shepherd one day because I loved being here? Or was it kind of like, you know, I'm off going to these different organizations. Who knows where I'm going to be a coach? And, and I'm just going the path that takes me. You know, what was it like to them all of a sudden be back where you, you know, in charge of the program that you built, you know? Or, or you know, now it's, it was, our, was our feeling that you're like, this is a lot. This is exactly what I wanted. Um, you know, do you remember that at all? Yes, because I... Um... I didn't have a feeling that I was like, one day I want to coach at Shepherd. Like, that's my dream goal. But, and I didn't know where I would end up. You know, I didn't know how long I was going to be at McDaniel. Obviously, I didn't want 
I never intended to start at Hood and leave Hood. So it just kind of like, and it's the job, it's the coaching, like it's the career. Like you kind of just go where the next opportunity is. And then when I was asked to step in at Shepherd, it was just kind of like, yeah, sure. Like Mm -hmm. I'm familiar with that. That's my place. Mm -hmm. So when I came back, it was a little weird at first, like being with the team because I had played with the seniors. Um, but we won a conference championship. So. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Say that one more time for the people who maybe were drifting off to sleep. Uh, MEC 2016 champs. That was like Love that it. was like the most like reserved way to say that of all time. <laughs> MEC champs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Hood to McDaniel, then to Shepherd. I'm sure you faced like you know some tough obstacles throughout your coaching career, but probably none quite as crazy as last year um what's something valuable that you learned from you know getting um your season canceled due to COVID and everything like that so every opportunity that we're on the field is just a blessing honestly like every practice every weightlifting session every conditioning I don't care if they hate running they're happy to be running now Mm -hmm. they're just like happy to be on the field whether it means we play in a month or it means that we just get to practice and get better but I think it got taken for granted a little bit so I think it was really eye-opening the whole pandemic in itself for like personal life and for athletics definitely agree with that different perspective yeah I feel like a lot of people like players and coaches you know have a different perspective of everything now and they just kind of came back with you know, they're just recharged and refocused, and I think it's great, to For be sure. honest. There is some positive that comes out of that. Yeah, I mean, if you choose to look at it that way, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you all weren't able to play too many games right. last year. You kind of just got started and it was shut down. But right. were you able to, or, or what things were you able to learn um, in that small uh, sample size uh, about about your team, the team that, that we have now? Um, and then also maybe some opponents that you were able to play. You know, were you able to learn a little bit more about what you have on the roster? Yeah, we, well, we lost some seniors that were big players for us. So that obviously, um, after the pandemic, they had to make a really tough decision to not take that extra year. But they all are on great paths right now. Um, so I wouldn't have wanted to take that away from them. But definitely a change in what we what we've been the past three seasons with the grit of things um being able to tough it out a little bit longer not mentally beating ourselves up as much and then coming together um and being able to have success together if that makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. so like winning as a team but then when we're down like losing as a team and that was something that we used to struggle with for like the past couple of seasons was how to recover after a loss, but we handled it a lot better than we have in the past. Hmm. Is that what is that? Is that maturity on the roster? Is that maturity that you are learning as a coach? I think so, but also like some mental toughness, you know, to like we gotta grow from the loss, not just sulk in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and we didn't we only got one PSAC game, so Bloomsburg. Um, it wasn't the prettiest game for us, but 
again, it was kind of that we're down by however many we have to be able to not get at each other. We have to continue to just get after it on the field. But mm-hmm. it was a good it was a good season, even though we only got five games in. But well, you, I mean, you were probably able. And again, this is this is reaching, reaching for the positives in a really bad situation, right? Um, but I, you know, in some ways, I guess you were able to see, like, get a glimpse of what you have, and what holes maybe, or what things you guys need to work on a little bit more. Yeah. And, and it allows them to maybe see that too. I mean, obviously, it should go. It you know shouldn't have to be said that obviously you don't want a season to be cut short. That's not what I'm saying. But like at least you're able to get a couple games in, so you could see what you have, and then you could reset as a coach, your coaching staff, and uh, and as players to see what okay guys, this is what we have. Let's work on this really hard for 21. Right. Yeah, and I think they again with that team that left the field whatever March 13th, and then from like the season now, like it. It, again, it just means so much more, I feel like, now than, you know, like, they realize it means more. You know, it's not necessarily that it didn't, but now they just realize that it's, like, this is so much bigger than what we grasped to right. begin with. Right. So, what are you looking forward to for this year? A vague question, but I like vague because it makes you take it any way you want. What What are you looking forward to? Vague answer. Okay. Everything. Oh, okay. Get out. <laughs> Get out. We're stopping the report. We have a good squad this year. We have a really good squad this year. Um, not that we didn't in years past, but they're just hungry. They are excited. They're grateful. They're polite. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. They hmm. they're just taking every opportunity to learn. Um, they're good kids, like off the field, on the field, and they're good athletes. So we're really excited to like have it all come together. It's a good uh, mixture. I, I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. I, I, Carlos, I won't speak for you, but I will go on air and say that of all the teams that I deal with or student-athletes that I deal with, which isn't a lot because my role isn't necessarily with student-athletes every day, but I will say the the lacrosse team, they got the most personalities. They got the most jokes. I think you can take look, the 2020 Thankful campaign. They oh, yeah. Ram. They have some pretty uh, high work ethics. Yeah, that's a direct um, result of just them. You know, the type of people that yeah. they are. Like yeah. I've noticed, you know, like you said, out of all the other programs, like – those players they'll come up and they'll say hi and they'll ask you how you're doing and that's it's really rare for them to be comfortable with like admin and stuff rather than just the coaches so it says a lot about them too now the question that we have to to decide carlos and i'm not going to decide on air right now is how much of that is because of the coach i don't the coaching staff I'm not gonna right go here. down that road. Right right, I'm not gonna go down that road right now. But uh, but no, I, yeah, the the you know I agree with everything. Just from my chair, what you said, coach, about about them. Great team overall. Great people overall. Um, definitely good ambassadors for the university. And now we're dying to see them on the field scoring goals, rings and degrees, or as Chuck Walter says, degrees and rings. Yep, which I agree with too. Yeah. So, student. Athlete? Yes, mm-hmm. student athlete. Um, so, okay, you played Bloom. You said Bloom last year. Yeah. 
who in the conference is, is in your mind, kind of um, a good measuring stick for Shepard? So if you're going to play them, you can, you know, I, I guess take measuring stick however you want. Uh, somebody you want us, you want us to strive to be or, or, or something like that. So PSAC is, is big dogs in the lax world. Um, so we have, obviously, Westchester. We have East Stroudsburg. They're, they're normally in the top. Uh, Mercyhurst is in the West. They're normally always in the top. And then every year just kind of, like, is a different mixture of who, who beats out who. Um, we've always liked to say we're pretty competitive with ship, but they're on the, they're on the up and up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they know their competition as well in their conference, and now that we're kind of with them in the conference... Um, I would say somewhere probably around there. Like, we know we have some work to do. Like, we know it's not going to be a foot in the door and we're going to, you know, wreck everyone. Like, we know we're going to have to work our way up there. Um, so that's something that we didn't get last season. You know what I mean? We didn't right. get to see where we were. So that part sucks. Mm-hmm. But um, it just means we have another opportunity. So... Yeah, I've heard kind of the same sentiment from, you know, OT and, you know, a lot of the other coaches we've had on the pod. They all say, like, you know, in the PSAC conference, you know, even the people at the bottom are still coming for you, which Correct. is which is great because you can't take any games off. No. Every game you have, a, you have to play your best, and, you know, there's always an opportunity to learn somewhere in there. Right. Yeah. So, um, I know from last year, you know, you lost a couple key seniors. Um, and then what was kind of your game plan going into recruiting and maybe how did like COVID affect that? Um, so we did, we lost, uh, three captains and five starters So it was, it was big for us. Um, not necessarily like stats, but leadership, um, kind of bridging the gap between upperclassmen, lowerclassmen. Um, so those are all things that we missed out on. So when we were recruiting 2020s, incoming, sorry, class, I guess they're the 2024 class. Um, we knew we had some big shoes to fill. So lacrosse recruiting is definitely different than everybody else Um, we are the early birds of things and we have lots of rules of obviously when we can start talking to recruits but we typically get them on campus when they're juniors and sometimes they commit their junior year which is a little uncommon I guess you could say like for football right uh baseball like they're getting seniors on mm-hmm. campus where in the lax world seniors want to know where they're going to school and they commit generally earlier so our 2020 class was already pretty set in stone mm-hmm. when we had those seniors leaving um and then we got two transfers uh you want transfers so nice that's a big deal yeah, yeah. it is it so sure is. your your face lit up when you said that. I just, I just <laughs> we just were everyone stoked to know. about it. Yeah, yeah. As you should. That's awesome. So, besides having a good personality, what's some of the qualities that you look for in the players you recruit? I like that. I like how you did that. <laughs> um, obviously, you know, knowledge of the game is pretty important. Mm-hmm. Um, and then being coachable. 
So the thing, doing things without having being asked to do them is something that we're really, like, we look for. Um, doing the small things, you know what I mean? Instead of always the bigger picture kind of thing. But, um, yeah, <laughs> you could obviously see the vibe, like, our personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something that we get the feel of when they come to campus. But just, like, work hard. You know, good kid, like, want to succeed for themselves, but also, like, want to be in that team unit. Um, hungry for the game, the competition. You you mentioned the vibe, and I would I would classify it as, like, a, like a family vibe. And, and this goes back to kind of what I was saying earlier about, you know, the lacrosse team in general with how they interact with, with Carlos and myself, you know. I would say of all of our programs, I definitely get that family vibe the most with, with lacrosse. How, how, how did you create that as a coach? I mean, was that, is that just a product of building a culture over the last five years that just continues? Or is that something that, um, you know, you guys have to work on every year to just kind of instill that, um, that vibe, I guess, to use that word again? It's always been the culture when I was on the team, like when I was part of the program, still part of the program, but... My teammates were my family. I mean, I still talk to most of my teammates. I mean, yes, they're alumni, so we still have that connect. But um, <laughs> one of my best friends is was one of my teammates. Um, and obviously, I wouldn't have that if we weren't close. So we try to make it as though, like, you know, you don't always have to be best friends, but, like, it just makes it better Yeah. kind of thing. And it... You know, sometimes it makes it tougher, but, like, sometimes it, you know, not just, like, being in the same room and, like, competing next to each other. It's, like, I really understand you because we're on a different level. Like, we're on that family level. So, the number one question recruits ask, what do you guys do for team bonding? And we're, like, we don't necessarily have to Mm. do, we do things, but they all live with each other. They just like each other so much that, like, we Mm. don't have to force that team bonding it just happens like naturally like the halloween costume contest oh, oh yeah which I, which I got to be the judge for uh, you skipped out on that yes i didn't want that pressure you took it on <laughs> i did mario kart one yes because the they they put on a show man they came down the hill with the music on and there was a finish <laughs> a line finish with line. tape and they were all on these like these little carts Tricycles. coming down the hill Oh man, and they broke through the tape. It was great. That it was does classic. not surprise me in the least bit. It gave me some nostalgia, team. so I was like, "You guys win, no question." So maybe there was no pressure on a, as a judge. You're just like, "That's the that's French it. fries." Yeah. The French fries were pretty upset. They painted I them I can themselves imagine. yellow, <laughs> yeah. and they were McDonald's French fries. A lot of commitment there, which I love, but <laughs> and I feel like on the flip side, knowing our lacrosse players, they probably still hold a little bit of a grudge against you. If right? they do, I'm sorry, they did a great job, and it was hard to pick a winner. But you know, the Mario Kart—they were pulling at a soft spot in my heart. That's nostalgia, man. And we don't, you know, that that was a true competition. We're not handing out trophies to everyone. Mm-hmm. You got it. Right. That, that, that's yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes Just you lose. Just like Halloween volleyball, we didn't, we didn't expect any losers. Et showed up. Shower curtain. <laughs> Shower curtain. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. So, what are some factors for success this year? Jumping right back into it. Wow. What What Whoa. is success this year in what your eyes? is success? Yeah. Competing in our conference. 
just and like learning things from being in it um so obviously wins are great but learning you know from the loss and just kind of building from there we are only losing one senior so we definitely definitely can take what we have from this season moving into next season but um yeah, I don't just. I feel like that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like does. this is your year to find really find what you have, right? Find what you need to do right. to to you know, yes. get to where you want Correct. to be. Correct. That makes we, sense. We kind of don't have a baseline yet, you know. Right. So it was hard to answer your question about like where do you where do you see yourself like with competing in the conference because it, I mean it's ever changing and we don't know yet. Mm-hmm. Well, there's no promise that the questions on this podcast are going to be easy. <laughs> that was never told, you know, so so don't put that on me in front of Nation like I was going to promise you easy questions. Well, you're putting me on blast. <laughs> hey, that's, when you're on Beyond the Horns, when you're a, when you're a, a, a guest, sometimes you get put on blast Well, what like did that. you expect with me? I think you've answered everything perfectly. <laughs> I think Would you agree, Carlos? So far, yeah, so do you think that, you know, kind of, Finding your baseline and being able to learn from things. Is that kind of what you guys want to achieve this year? Or do you kind of have something else in mind? Yeah, I mean, that's the start of it. Right. You know, because that's what we were hoping to accomplish last season. And obviously didn't get to happen. So it would be, we have a round robin. So we play everyone in the East once and then we play everyone again for the second time. So that piece, you know, can kind of go on through the season um once we get to play everyone once we already know what we're getting into kind of for the second time around so um we'll probably you know have some different goals mm-hmm. but obviously we want to win we just gotta dubs. get there dubs it's a process right correct i feel very enlightened right now oh i'm excited because i'm the game manager for, for you're gonna see some i'm gonna, get, I'm gonna get to watch it all Carlos is going to be right there behind you. You know what? I, this is what I envision. <laughs> right behind This is what I envision scary. Carlos doing at lacrosse, right? Because he's the game admin or whatever. He's your, like, pullback person. You know, you know like, college football, how the coaches have, the like, the pullback line. guy? Carlos is your pullback guy. Make Actually, sure you don't get out there. So, to be honest, that's Brooke. She's... I'm her pullback guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. She's the one running on the field, and I'm like, get... That's funny. Yeah. Okay. What separates Shepherd Lacrosse from everyone else? I'm sitting here with my imaginary high school junior stud lacrosse playing daughter. Oh, okay. Seller. 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 What separates Shepherd Lacrosse from other programs? Um, I think our family entity, our balance of competing but also having fun in your sport i just saw something about that the other day you know coaches remember that your athletes love this sport like remember that they have to have fun to continue to love what they do so you know drilling every day and never giving any relief is important that's something that i think about um but we have a good balance you know we work hard there's a right time and place for things so um I think just the connection, I guess, we have with our athletes is a little bit different than maybe some other teams on campus. And I think that recruits can really see that when they come to campus. So, um, and we want to, yeah, we want to 
win, man. You want to get some rings. Well, I agree, because every time I'm at the games, like, even the people who are on the bench are going absolutely crazy. Yeah, they had some wild celebrations. <laughs> it's hilarious. I've never seen anything like it. Like, their bench energy is just crazy. It's all about bench energy. Yeah. It's a it lot is. of fun to watch. I feel like, I mean, when you were playing, did you feed off bench energy? Or were you, you're a midfielder, so you were just like, why am I running? Maybe that's, you, maybe <laughs> yeah. that's the only thing in your mind. I was like, I thought I signed up for lacrosse and uh, cross country. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was, it was definitely, but like, you have to have that on-field hype too. Yeah. And that on-field hype comes from your sideline hype, so it's, it all kind of goes together. It's but, a circle. Right. It's a big circle, yeah. Right. Circle of life, man. <laughs> oh, man. On this lacrosse field. I think that's a good point that you bring up, though, because I, I feel like a lot of times people can think, like, if you have fun, you're sacrificing success. Right. And that's not necessarily true. Like, right. they go hand in hand. I mean, to your point, there are, there's a time and place for everything. But I know, like, sometimes, like, if you, if you want to be the best, like, you can't have fun. you got to be perfect, right, is, is what people think. Definitely. So that's a, that's a good point. That's, to me, the, you know, the most impressive thing that you said about, you know, again, if I'm here with my junior high, stud lacrosse playing daughter who's happened to me is, is invisible but um <laughs> you know um, you know i would be like okay that's cool like like you want them to enjoy what they're doing and have fun because that's that the you know wins right. are great but right the the um you know the family that's developed in the fun right and that the four years that you are lucky enough to get to do this you want to make the most of as a coach and when it comes down to it it's you know mental health is really being harped on yeah and mm-hmm. if they're not enjoying themselves then they're just constantly going to be stressed and that's not healthy either so right we like to contribute to their positive mental health well that is good news i love it that is good news <laughs> carlos will you contribute to my positive mental health more often please i try to every day yeah, so right i just don't know if it's working yeah right you remember when you brought up stress that's what that's what carlos contributes to my everyday life Awesome. Well, that, that kind of wraps up a lot of the questions that we had, um, but we're not done yet. Okay. We have a few other things. We have a few other things to talk about. But um, Carlos, unless you have something else, man, that, that kind of wraps up what we had talked That's about. All I have, um, asking you, it sounds like it's going to be um, a great twenty one. Hopefully, things take off and um, and we get to, to see some games. And I'm really all I want to see is Carlos pulling both you and Brooke back <laughs> at the same time. Each of you. Uh, that's that's my goal for this year. She's on one end. I'm on the other. <laughs> you gotta have long arms. Yeah, Carlos. you too. So for Ram Nation, for those you know who need a reminder, when's your first game? Your first home game or away? Which March seventeenth. Okay. Saint Patrick's Day. Mm. Home. Okay. Boston have the green jerseys? Uh, nope. <laughs> no. Do we have green jerseys? No. I was, I was like trying, I was like, I was like fishing for some inside info. I was like praying that lacrosse did that. But okay, yeah. so the seventeenth, who who do we uh, who do we play? Bloomsburg. Oh, just like meet him okay. again. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. So the seventeenth, um, yeah, I bet you guys are counting down the days, and uh, I know we are in here. Yeah. We're we're excited to finally see. We were actually was it yesterday we were talking about how awesome it's going to be. To see the, uh, like to see a home game on campus. It doesn't yeah. matter the sport, just like some some sport being played. Sporting event. Right. <laughs> Life what will is... feel a little bit normal. Yeah. yeah. What What yeah. is this? So, um, cool. We're going to play some this or that. Okay. Do you, do you, I know you listen, but are you familiar with how this or yes. that works? Okay. 
essentially. Yes, yes, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm asking the questions today? Is that yeah. what it is? Yep. Okay. So I'm going to ask you first, Coach, okay. and then if I feel like getting Carlos's opinion, I'll get it, okay? We oh, do I... care about Carlos. Okay, we do care. Okay, we're going to get <laughs> Carlos. Okay, first one, you ready? Yep. Would you rather lose the ability to read or the ability to speak? Whoa. You can never speak again, or when you look at your notes, you have no idea what they're saying. Which <laughs> you got to get broke to. I already, I already know Carlos's answer to this because he can't read anyways. Well, so. I was gonna say probably read because you could just remember what people say. I guess. I mean, that's that, that's certainly a solid point. Mm-hmm. You know, except unless you're trying to learn like women's across, they change the rules every year, so you have to have somebody read it to you. That would get old. I feel. Yeah, but. That's what they do anyway. <laughs> they read. They gotta read the explanation. Good point. Okay, so you're taking you would rather forget how to read than to not be able to speak. Yeah, I think anybody that knows me knows that I would not be able to shut yeah. my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Carlos. Um. Well, it'd probably be the same thing, honestly, because I love to speak. So, gotta keep it there. Yeah, at, I feel like that question at first glance is difficult, but you guys are right. The more you think about it, right? I feel like it's actually a pretty easy question because you can have a friend read for you, you know? But if you have you, friends, yeah. And you might lose <laughs> friends. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point, yeah. Um, okay, number two. Okay. Interesting. See, this is the first time I'm reading these as well, so I'm, I'm thinking about them too. <laughs> Would you rather be in jail for a year what? or lose a year off of your life? Whoa. So kind of the same thing, but Whoa. also different. I mean, you're still alive. These you're are, I don't living. like this game. This <laughs> game is awesome. These are, these are great questions. Yeah, this, Carlos is, not, brought this it. is not like French fries or tater tots. No, yeah, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos brought, brought the today. heat this year. I brought it today. Uh, probably, oh, whoa. You know what? Maybe I would say in prison because I would still be alive. Yeah, but I feel like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 you go, Carlos, you go. I'm going to take jail for a year, for sure. Maybe I could... That's give me plenty of time to read, which I don't do now. <laughs> but <laughs> unless, not, you, unless you, you don't know how to read. Yeah. <laughs> Here, I feel like jail is the answer, but like then you got to think about what would jail do to you like for the rest of your life, right? So if you went to jail as a 20, as a 30-year-old... Well, yeah. Is that going to like impact the next 50 years of your life negatively. But, like, it's only one year. I mean, are we talking, like, gen pop, where you're, like, fending for your life every day, Carlos? <laughs> or are we talking, like, solitary? Because then, like, what mental... I'm just saying, like, it's more than... It's not a layup here. Right. What mental issues but do you also, develop? also, like, if you've never been in jail, you're just going off of what you've seen on TV. Gen pop, really? <laughs> <laughs> Jane, the first day, walks up, socks somebody in the face, comes out with the neck tats. That's, yeah. I, that's how I picture you coming out of jail. Yeah, And maybe. then you gotta live 50 years with that? Sure. Or you die when you're 79, live a great life. Right. I'm taking jail for a year. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> jail. I'll be in the cell next. To you guys, you guys are just you know, sending notes. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, number three. Would you rather be stuck on a broken ski lift or in a broken elevator? Elevator. Why? Well, why? You didn't say I had to explain it. I changed my mind. That's not an answer. <laughs> I changed my mind. Why? Um, I don't really care for heights, and if it's broken, then that's scary. Because but, you can see the height. Because what if you're like you're stuck on like the 89th floor? Oh damn! That, like you're yeah. technically still. If I can't really see outside. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But also, they got people that fix that. 
Okay, what about you? I'm going to go with a ski lift because, I mean, if you're in a ski lift, there's probably, a like, a beautiful view. So at least you're not, like, in an enclosed room when you die. You can see something. Oh, we're dying in this? I mean, maybe. Maybe. You never know. As, as a guy who grew up in Colorado and been on many ski lifts, that's scarier than you think it is because if the wind's going... And you're up there just swinging, mm. and you like we brought the wind. You're pretty high. I mean, hey, man, you never know in the <laughs> mountains. But I, I understand where you're coming from. Like at least you can see, which yeah. I think is a big thing. Yeah. But you're also cold. Well, if I'm on a ski lift, I probably am. I have a jacket, my beanie on, so I'll probably be okay. Okay, you're good. You're yeah, good. yeah. Fair enough. I did a ski lift down in Gatlinburg, though. Is that what that is? Oh, the like the the sky tram yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. That was scary. I don't like heights either, <laughs> so I'm right there with you on the heights thing. No. But I feel like this is a good question. Though. Yeah. Yeah, this was not it, like I, the last one. I guess it depends on like what bothers you more. Right. So if heights bother you, maybe you take the elevator because you don't see. But if well, you didn't sp- say I was enclosed with other people in the elevator, so it's not like I feel like claustrophobic. There are people in there? No, I feel like they were alone. You're <laughs> alone. You just gotta chill. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary. No matter what. Yeah, it, I mean, it would not. <laughs> b- both would be unpleasant. Okay, number four. Would you rather be able to talk to animals or speak all foreign languages? Talk to animals. Like Doctor Doolittle style. Yeah, I have two cats. So you, like, want to know what they're thinking. Yeah. <laughs> I could, like, really go on about animals, especially the ones that, like, live outside. Like, do they think that they have jobs? <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, you never know what they're thinking. I feel like exactly. you could learn some stuff being yeah. able to talk to animals. That's what I'm saying. There's probably, like, their thinking is probably crazy. Have yeah. you seen Life of Pets? No. You gotta watch it. Is it I animated? Have. I have. Yes. But there's, there's a pug in it. Yeah, and there's a there's like what I don't even know what kind of dog. There's like this big poodle, <laughs> and he listens to heavy metal when his owner leaves. Yeah, and it's that's right. So okay, what, what what's your answer first before I give my thought? All right, I do really want to like I wish I knew how to speak uh, French, but I already speak Spanish, and I think that's enough. So I'm gonna go with uh, talking to animals because I wanna I wanna see what Denzel's thinking. Yeah, you know what I mean. I, I guess the uh, the risk that comes to my mind is like what like so if it's like the movie that's one thing but what if what if our animals like are all dumb like what if animals are like they do what they do because they've always been trained like through nature to do that so like what if so I'm just saying I'm I'm getting the death stares here from both of you and I'm <laughs> I'm just hear me out because I'm <laughs> taking offense <laughs> I, it's not I'm just I'm just saying think about this so what if you're talking to Denzel. But, like, Denzel doesn't really think about much. He's like, oh, I can eat now. Oh, I need to go outside. Like, that's all Denzel does. Would you regret it then? Because you're like... I'm... But he's not the only one that you can talk to. Birds are like, I'm flying. I'm going to find a worm. Go back to my nest. Like, that's all they think about. <laughs> I'm just saying, think about that. But think about people. That's what I would think about. Like, there might be some, you know, dense people. That you you m- could might talk to. <laughs> might be. But then there's might? also people there that... Are. Well, yeah, so maybe there might be some dull, but then some of them... Oh, you're saying, like, pets may vary, too? Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, It's, it's a risk you take, though. And people aren't perfect. Like, they have yeah. dumb moments. But if you can speak all languages, I feel you could be an extremely powerful person. But what, if you, can... what, but what if you don't use that ability? Mm, well, yeah, that's true about 
Can you imagine putting know, that on a resume? Yeah, you I can speak all, all languages. Unnecessary languages. And you'd <laughs> your never resume, you use could just it. put all the languages you speak and yeah. you'd get the job. You'd be a beast and like you'd either be like a special agent for the government or you'd be a beast in like international business. Or you can talk to Denzel about what food he eats. Right. Your choice. Right. Carlos is gonna kill me when I stop recording this. So. <laughs> These are good ones, man. Good job. I'm just, we got one more, but I just want to take a time out real quick. Okay. Good, good questions. This has generated some conversation, uh, yes. and I'm on like the smaller end from you guys in almost all of these. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> do I'm the sorry. opposite. I'm sorry. I'm the opposite. Okay, last one. Okay. Would you feel worse if no one showed up to your wedding, or if nobody showed up to your funeral? No one showed up to my funeral because. Do I'm letting I'm letting that silence stand. I'm editing that out. <laughs> so, okay. Because okay, this is just me. In my perspective, in my opinion, um, obviously having a nice wedding is a girl's dream. But like to me, a wedding is about you and the person that you're marrying. Yeah. So whether everybody gets to see that or not is not really important. It's like what. It means, yeah. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I feel like I agree with that. What do you think? So, I'd rather have no one show up to my funeral. Just because, I mean, at that point, man, I'm already gone. You can mourn me from your house or wherever you're at, if you're mourning me at all. But, you know, the wedding is like a celebration, in my in my opinion. Also, so that's a good point. I, I need it to be lit that day. But what, but lit. can't. Instead of, you know, a celebration of your life could also be lit. Yeah. I get what you're saying, though. But I won't I, be there to enjoy that. True, <laughs> I want to be part of that. I have thought about that, too, in through that lens of, like, who really, like, does it really matter? That's, like, that's a really true. morbid way of thinking about things, but I does really, it really I matter? I really jumped the gut on my answer. But, I no, I feel like, I feel like I understand what you're saying, too, because you're just inviting people to your wedding to, like, take part in what you and and your spouse are doing right but at the end of the day you're right like it's about you yeah. guys so i feel like that's what like i agree with you too but isn't that what the honeymoon's for like you guys like celebrate yeah. that moment but it's private and then that's like a celebration with like your family yeah. your loved ones the great so thing I'm, I'm gonna go with the wedding the great thing about this or that is there's no wrong answers well, I was going to say, yeah. I don't think that was a good one because I already experienced the wedding. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. already had people there. Yeah. So I don't know if that was the best. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, talk to Carlos. You can, we, there's a complaint box outside. Go ahead and write it down. Throw it in there. <laughs> Got it. What we do is we open those up on a weekly basis, and throw them in the up. trash can, <laughs> close the complaint box, and move on. <laughs> Everyone's like, wow, beyond the horns there, there's some mean Savage. people in there, right? Well, I think that was a pretty good segment. I think that. that was good. Um, as always, Ram Nation, you guys can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. Follow us on Twitter at SU Rams Official and our Facebook page, SU Ram Nation Official. Uh, Andy, what do we got for our next episode? Yeah, so next week, um, still trying to, to nail this down and finalize this, but I think what we're going to do is take a uh, take a venture into the men's and women's tennis programs here at Shepherd, mm-hmm. and talk to Mercedes Lopez, the, the GA, the grad assistant for... Um, for tennis and get her perspective um, as an international student and kind of she well, hails from Spain. Hails from Spain. Good, yeah, nice, Mr. Deeds. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yes. get uh, yes, get get her take on on not only the program but also you know her journey coming here. I think is is going to be fascinating. So um, sure. again, still trying to nail that down, but that's that's what we're trending to uh, for next week's episode. 
Jenny, you got everyone, anyone you want to shout out before you, we get it? The floor is yours. Before we wrap oh, this up. Oh, man. Um, just my team. My girl, Brooke. <laughs> my Shep fam. Greatest shout out of all time. That's, yep. That's it. <laughs> my team. I feel like, my I feel girl like that was like the, the question, like when you're spinning the wheel. And they're like, anyone you want to shout out? And you're so excited because you're spinning the wheel that you're like, ah, uh, uh, hey, mom. I mean, that's a good shout out, though. I agree. Red Nation, as always, Coach Jenny Miller, Women's Across, come out, support the team this year. It's going to be exciting. Um, I can't wait for it. I know, um, obviously, Jenny, you can't either. Um, count down the days, I'm sure. But uh, we appreciate, uh, appreciate you taking the time to come on. Of course. Thanks for having me. Well, everyone, from myself, Andy, and Coach Miller, thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys next week. See ya.